heart for God, a whole heart for God, or a half heart for God? Which one do you have? Which one do you want? I can't tell you what to choose. I can urge you, but I can't tell you what to choose. But know this. God's heart for you is love. He loves you so much that he gave his son, Jesus, for you. Died on a cross for you. Gave everything he had for you. What are you willing to give for him? And I don't say that to twist your arm. I don't say that to manipulate you. I'm asking you to think about that. He gave fully for you to have eternal life, to have relationship with him. So what are you willing to do for him? Are you willing to fully surrender to God? No heart, whole heart, half heart, your heart. What is your heart? We have come to the end of this series, series called No Heart, Whole Heart, Half Heart, Your Heart. Now we've looked at those other hearts there. We started the series by looking at Saul and we saw that Saul had no heart for God. And just to give a brief recap there, we found that Saul uh, had two opportunities and those both those opportunities there something happened. His heart was so against God. The first time that he disobeyed God, he felt as though he could act as the priest because Samuel was taking some time there. And so he went ahead and, and kind of inserted himself where he shouldn't have inserted himself there. And we find that he sure enough got from God the, the, the discipline there of you're not going to be uh, having a, a lineage going through. So we found Saul's heart first there being kind of against God. And then when God gives him almost a second chance of sorts, uh, we find that Saul again disobeys. And because of that one, now we have a rejection of Saul. So in looking at Saul's heart, we find that Saul had no heart towards God whatsoever. And then as we go into 1 Samuel uh, we keep moving forward there, we find that we have David, and David has the whole heart. When we look at these words, these terms, no heart, whole heart, half heart, your heart, we find that David had a whole heart for God. David was known as a man after God's own heart. His heart beat hard for God's heart. He wanted to do the things that God was asking him to do. And even though he had his moment of mess up, we talked about that with Bathsheba there, we find that instead of just letting it go, he comes. When he gets that finger in his, in his face there, he comes to God and says, I, I, I am sorry, God. And we read those Psalms that he that he writes about these moments when when he wasn't saying anything that it just built up inside of him and he and he confessed to God his sin there and God forgave him and we find that going forward David still had some struggles but his heart was toward God and again he is known in scripture as a man after God's own heart we we left with Solomon our last time we got together we talked about Solomon and we talked about how this 
charge came from David to be a man, as it says there in uh, in First Kings, that, that he got this charge, be a man, be one who follows after God, be one who does what God says. God wants to keep this, this blessing that he's given us of always keeping a man from our tribe on the line there. So be a man and do what God has told you to do and, and, and lead the people in the way of God. And we credit Solomon as only having a half of heart because we find that sure enough, as time goes on, while he started out well, he, 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 he keeps going on there and we find that sure enough, he gets swayed by women gets swayed by things and his heart begins to go towards other things away from God. He begins to follow after the women and then he begins to follow the gods of these women. He's building shrines, he's building temples, he's building all these different things to please the women and to please the gods of those women. And we're left seeing the results of a man who only has half a heart. But today I want us to focus on your heart, because while we have these great examples, we need to evaluate where are we in this final session of this series here. Where are we? Where are you specifically in the hearts? Are you a half heart, whole heart, no heart? Which one are you? So let's look at the heart. What are we supposed to know about the heart? What are we supposed to do with our heart? Because we read in Jeremiah 17, 9, that the heart is deceitful. Our heart is, is going to bend towards sinful things. Our heart's going to go down the path that it shouldn't go. So how, how are we supposed to prevent that? Well, we find in Proverbs 4, verse 23. In fact, let's go ahead and turn there. Proverbs 4, 23. And, and Solomon while he was in his sane state, he wrote Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Son of Solomon. He shared in Proverbs here a lot of wisdom. So we find in, in Proverbs 4, 23, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to prevent ourselves from going this half-heart or no-heart direction? How are we supposed to protect our heart? Well, we're supposed to guard it. Guard it. Why? Because it is the wellspring of life. Because our the enemy is after our heart. He knows, the enemy knows that if we give our heart to God, if we wholeheartedly follow after God, he, he's, lost, he's lost the chance of getting us. So how do we get to this point where we are fully trusting in God? We are fully living a life for God, that our heart is fully dedicated to God. I want us to look at Proverbs 3. So just turn back over one more page there. We're going to start in verse 1. And this is probably a pretty popular passage, but I want us to kind of look at this. I want us to dissect a little bit here of what we see in Proverbs 3. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. So let's look at that first part there again, though. Do not forsake, where am I? I'm sorry. But keep my commands in your heart, 
because they will prolong your life many years. Keeping the commands in the heart. Now that reminds me of something that David said. If I flip back over to Psalm 119 really quick, kind of insert a little bit here. In Psalm 119, verse 9, how can a young man keep his ways pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your words, and I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's Psalm 119, verses 9 through 11. So it's almost as if we got the father-son duo here saying, look, guard your heart. Keep it pure. Keep it safe. How do we do that? Seek you with all your heart. Seek God with all your heart. Do not let do not let you, I'm kind of changing up the terms here, do not let me stray from your commands, God. I have hidden your word in my heart. Have I actually hidden God's word in my heart so that I might not sin against him? Because if I don't have God's word in my heart, I'm opening the door for sin. I'm opening the door to be like Solomon, where I only have a half heart or I have no heart whatsoever. If I want to go the extreme and be like Saul. So we've got to guard our hearts. We've got to take care of our hearts. We've got to make sure that God's word is in our hearts, not just the knowledge. We don't want a head knowledge. There's this 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 cliche, I guess, that says that the greatest distance in the world is not mileage. It's from here, from your head to your heart. And if you think about that, that's true because we can know a lot of stuff, but it's the application. It's the, it's the heart pieces that make it sometimes the hardest, longest journey. Let's continue on. Again, we're in Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. In verse 4, then you will win, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. In those six verses, we have heart three times. That we are supposed to uh, keep, your, keep his commands in our heart. That we are supposed to write them, write love and faithfulness, it says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them on your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And then trust in the Lord with all your heart. So how do we get to a point where we're not messing up? How do we get to a point where we're not, we're not pulling a psalm and we're not pulling a psalm? We've got to give our whole heart to God. We've got to be, as the David term, the wholehearted person. We've got to give everything to God. We've got to allow him to kind of maybe do some, some heart surgery on us to, to get all that stuff out so that he can be the only thing that our heart is pumping for, that there is this connection that our heart beats for the heart of God. I heard a song one uh, long time ago, and it was, uh, I believe it's Scott Faircloth is his name, and it talks about, I want to, I want to love what you love. I want to hate what you hate. Give me the fear of the Lord. That's kind of what we are talking about right here. 
I want that everything that I do to be because this is beating, it's his heart beating in me. I want his heart to be inside of me. If he says, no, I don't want it. I don't want that junk. I don't want it to come in here and swell up and start to take me away from God. That's the Solomon. And I don't want it to get so black, so dark, so negative that there's no heart. That's the Saul. I don't want either one of those. I want it to beat for God. I want to trust in him to know that his way is the only way. And that my heart is just a small representation of what is on his heart. Yesterday when we were in church, we had this time of testimonies. And, um, and I made a comment when I was up on stage. I said that, um, that we stay, the, the topic that the pastor's been talking about was about being stuck. And I really felt that God was telling me that I needed to say this piece here. It says, we will, we will only be unstuck in the areas that we surrender. And I want to challenge you with that because it really kind of, even after the service was done, I, I kept mulling over those words because a lot of times we, we, we hide the wrong things in our heart. We hide that sin. We hide that shame. We hide those temptations. We hide those greeds and all. And we don't let them be, ex <clears throat> be exposed. And if we can't expose them, we can't get free of them. A heart after God like David had is a heart that is fully surrendered to God. When are we going to get to the point where we're so tired of all this junk that we've been carrying around like a, like a backpack of bricks on us? When are we going to be at the point where we're just ready to throw it off and say, God, I surrender. Take all of me. All of me. Not just this little bit that I'm willing to give you, but surrendering all of it to God. Do we want a heart after God? Because if so, it takes surrender. It takes us laying everything at his feet and saying, God, I'm sorry. When David prayed his prayers, those Psalms that we read, when he prayed, especially Psalm 51, it wasn't, eh, God, I messed up, I'm sorry. But you know, we're cool like that, so it's all right. That wasn't what, that was not David's prayer. His prayer was, I'm sorry, I've messed up. God, please forgive me. Don't take your spirit from me. Create in me a new heart, God. He laid it all out there. God, I've sinned. This is what I did. I'm so sorry. If we are not willing to surrender everything, then we're going to find that we're constantly going to be in that stage of half heart and maybe no heart. I don't want that for me. And I don't want that for you. We learn just by looking at Saul's experience that partial obedience is still disobedience. In that partial obedience, his heart was still being taken from God. And you, you can look at that optimistically and say, yeah, but he had partial, dis, partial disobedience, not full disobedience. Does God really look at it that way? No. It's black or white. Partial disobedience 
is still disobedience or partial obedience is still disobedience. It doesn't matter which way you cut it. But the, that, that part that we are not willing to surrender, that part that we are not willing to obey God in, that sets us up for a half heart. It's the same as saying serving two masters. We cannot serve two masters. We cannot be faithful to two different people. My wife and I, our family, a couple years back, we were kind of in the limbo of what church do we want to go to. And and uh, and so we were kind of at that stage where Saturday nights we'd go to one church and Sunday mornings we'd go to another church. And one of the pastors pulled us aside and he says, you can't, you can't do this. You can't go to two different churches because both those churches have two different visions. And you can't fully give yourself to this church's vision and this church's vision because... Well, you just can't. There's, there's, your heart is going to be torn and you're never going to be fully devoted to one or the other. And at first I was like, what do you mean I can't do that? And then the more I thought about it, you're right. Because there are things that I like about this church over here that I'm always going to be gravitated to. And then there's things over here that I like about what this church is doing as well. And I'm not really going to be fully established in either one. And I'm not going to be giving myself to either one if it comes down to a point where maybe I want to do some 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 work in the church. Well, which where am I going to go? Oh. Same thing is true with our heart. We can't give a little bit of our heart over to the world and a little bit over to God and it'd be okay. That's the half heart. That's what Solomon got in trouble for. So don't do that, right? But fully surrendering our heart to God. God, you're leading this direction. So this is the direction I'm going to go. I know there's some tempting things over here. I've seen them. I've, I've kind of experienced them, but no. I'm fully devoting myself to you, God. I'm fully surrendering myself. I'm fully going down this path with you. We can't keep dancing on this line, on this fence, and expect that everything's going to be fine. We've got to choose one or the other. Even the children of Israel had this. In, in Deuteronomy, it's either 30 or 29 or 30, I forget. But it says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Even they had to make the decision. Are we going to follow the ways of the world or are we going to follow the ways of God? And Moses is saying, hey, I'm giving you the answer to the question of them on this test. It's a one question test. Choose life. By choosing to surrender to God fully, by choosing to have that whole heart towards God, we're choosing life. We're taking the test and we, with the answer already known, the teacher gave us the answer. All we got to do is write life. Which one are we going to choose? David surrendered. He confessed God forgave him. His heart was for God. And I want, to be the, I want the same to be with us, that we are surrendered to God. As you look at yourself, maybe, maybe in the mirror for real, or just kind of examine your heart. Where is your heart? Hey, this is Pastor Daniel. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Obedient Sheep podcast. If you'd like to get more information on this ministry or even get in contact with me, please go to obedientsheep.net. There you'll be able to leave your information, drop a line, send a prayer request, or even check out the other resources that are available. Thank you again for checking out this ministry, and we hope you have a blessed day.